Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. Remember... It's not my fault. Miracles. All right, what what is a miracle? By definition, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what definition of a miracle is. But um, seems like a couple have happened to me over my lifetime. And I, uh, you know, I said, I'm I'm recording this around the holiday season. I think it makes me a little nostalgic. You know, I'm remembering my my heritage, my background, where I came from. I... uh, thought I'd, you know, just let you in on something that came to mind. I don't often think about it. Uh, this was uh, probably early 1970s uh, when this all this was taking place. And um, I, my grandfather, on my father's side, had uh, some health problems. A lot of it was his, was his heart. And I, I wish I was more of a medical person. I could tell you what exactly it was, but I can't. I don't know what it was. Then he was having heart issues. It you know, caused him some problems. He also had some really severe migraines, uh, headaches. You know, we didn't know didn't know what a migraine was back then. Just it was called a headache. He had a bad headache. He would come to uh, my house where, where I lived, which was his son's house. Okay, um, and because it was just too noisy for whatever reason, I don't know why he came there, but. I can remember vividly he would come to our house and uh, we would be watching a baseball game together. You know, I have very, very fond memories of, of, you know, watching baseball and listening to him tell stories about when he was a young man, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, also, he's a, you know, a very, very in, um, uh, uh, inventive businessman, let's just put it that way. I mean, he had all kinds of businesses and business ideas. I shouldn't say he had all kinds of businesses. He had all kinds of business ideas and wasn't afraid to uh, step out and do it. Uh, the man retired at like age 52, uh, and he was always self-employed, 100% self-employed. You know, so you get a feel for this guy. Little guy, probably weighed buck 50, right? Probably, you know, 5'6", five, 5'8". Five, you know, a little thin guy. Um, but he was my grandfather, you know? I have very, very fond memories of him. Uh, so, so I, you know, I, obviously, I was around him a lot, and I could see his his health declining. Uh, yeah, we, we we knew it was getting worse and worse and worse. And and I was a, a very young man at this time uh, in the early seventies. I I guess I didn't know the, the the full scope of what was happening, but I knew something was going on. Um, and I know that he was going to the local uh, medical establishments, doctors, whatever. Uh, we were in small town USA, so we'd have to drive a bit to to go to a little bit larger town to get some some newer, not newer, some uh, maybe more more diverse help, people with a bigger background of knowledge or whatever. Because uh, in our hometown, like I told you, you know, we had the uh, the old school doctor, right? And he was good for a lot of stuff, but when he was, you know, he just wasn't he wasn't able to. Uh, do everything we needed sometimes. So we were like, so we went to this this uh, uh, doctor. Uh, not we, my grandfather did, and they decided, you know what, he really needs um, 
Let me think about it. I believe it was bypass surgery. Right? Heart bypass surgery. Not heart bypass, but bypassing his arteries and his heart. I I think it was probably what they do today with uh, cholesterol blockage. Again, I, I'm just not a medical person, but what I know is, is they it, then they had to take uh, veins out of the, his leg and they spliced them around the blockage areas on his arteries. Is it heart bypass? Is it bypass? I don't know what the definition of it is. But back in the early 70s, this was not done very often. Let me say, let me repeat that. It was done, but it wasn't done everywhere, okay? Um, it, was a, it was a very, very big deal. It's a very new concept, at least the way I remember it. Um, so they planned it. You know, they, we had to go to this really big city. Uh, I mean, it was a big city for us. We, we, I would, I didn't go there in the onset, but I was there uh, after it was all over. Uh, you know, I've never been to a city this large in my life uh, up until this point in time. And they had a major hospital there, and it was very, uh, it was very progressive. They had uh, the, some of the best surgeons for this type of stuff. Uh, maybe even this specific procedure was developed there. I, I, again, I'm taking a few liberties there. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but, well, he, he got there and they, they, they took one look at him. And they, they said, look, you know, this is, this is bad. I, he is, he's right on the edge of whatever. Um, you know, we don't know how long he's going to last. Uh, he, may not be, he may not live long enough to get the surgery. Now that was because I don't know if there were how many surgeons one two five yeah, I don't know, but the the surgery for this particular procedure was booked months out months okay it wasn't like it's opening next week uh, he had to wait maybe three to five months something like that for the surgery and that was an iffy thing for my grandfather so they they put him on the uh, you know call up list is what I call it uh, basically someone passes on or can't can't make the surgery they will take him at that point in time so he was top of the list that's at least that's what they told the family and he's waiting around i guess i don't know it wasn't long okay i would say it was probably less than a week as my memory serves uh, and a list of a, a, a spot slot opened up and well, that was really good because he was going to get the surgery. Now, this is coming. It's hard to believe. I don't know if it's true. I, I this is what I heard. This is what I remember. This is what I was told. I remember, I was a very, very young man at this time, and it was a long time ago. Um, they, I was told, as I remember, that my grandfather had to be trained on what to do after in recovery, after he came out of the surgery. That still this day makes no sense to me, but whatever was happening after surgery was like this really, really big deal. Like he had to, people trained for a couple of weeks or for a period of time. It wasn't like they told you something and went and got surgery like it is today. It was, it was uh, a big deal. And my grandfather never got that. He was supposed to start the training, but the, the slot opened up so quick and his health was so bad. They're like, look, we're going to take him. We're going to take him right now. Um, and they did. Okay. So, you know, he, he comes, through the, comes through the operation and um, the normal recovery time is maybe several days, a week, week and a half after this. And then you go home. Okay. 
And there was a specific reason for that because you were trained what to do when he came out of surgery. I don't know if they had a, a tube in his throat or he couldn't talk or his, I, I wasn't there when this was going on. Um, but I know that uh, he did not come out of it very quickly. And, and the doctor's like, look, you know, his, his, his bypass surgery is a success. There's not a problem. But if he doesn't come out of recovery, you know, he doesn't come out of recovery. He's going to be just like this the rest of his life. And uh, this went on. This went on for a very long time. As I remember, it was uh, 40, 45 days that he was in recovery. That was ridiculous, you know, a ridiculously long amount of time compared to what was supposed to be. Again, this is the way I remember it. Uh, but they all, they also said, you know, it's, uh, one point in time, the surgeons also said at one point in time that, look, it's, you know, uh, maybe you just want to, you know, take him home because it doesn't look like he's going to get better and we don't think he's ever going to come out of this. I don't know if he was in a coma I, w- I never saw him in this stage, whatever. Uh, but the doctors pretty much said, it's over, you know, take him home. And uh, so the family was getting ready to, 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 to bring him home, that kind of stuff. And um, the, uh, again, I don't want to call it a coma or whatever, but he came out of it, all right? He just, he woke up, right? And the doctor's saying, it, wait a minute, this, this is impossible. This, this, this guy was basically dead. You know, he shouldn't be alive. He shouldn't be awake. And, um, you know, that was, wow. You know, that was a, a really big thing. The doctors were surprised. The family was actually very, very, very thankful about it. Um, so that was the early 70s. And you know, he died um, early 80s. Okay. So, you know, he, he got another 10 years out of his life because of that is it a miracle uh, to me it is you know my, my grandfather died and he came back from it that's a miracle to me so uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm lucky um, uh, I don't know maybe not lucky but uh, this was this happened with my grandfather on my father's side well my grandmother on my mother's side had some strange things happening. Uh, some, some are actually parallel to my grandfather. Um, so, so this this grandmother just give you a bit of history. Uh, this my, my grandmother had always, always, always had problems. You know, she's um, she has this ache, she has that pain. She's and she's a pretty tough old lady, but some days it would put her down. And. She just wasn't feeling good. She didn't feel well. She didn't, and nobody could actually put their finger on it from the family's perspective. This went on years, years. Now, this happened, again, probably about the same time frame that my grandfather was having some problems. Uh, my grandfather on the other side of the family. And my grandmother would go to the local doctor. Now, my grandmother actually lived in a, in a, it was a small town, but it was much bigger than where I grew up, was growing up. Um, and it was about 35 minutes from where where I lived at the time. And so, you know, she, we would go there, whatever. Uh, she had, Look, there was, again, the medical industry is there that's working. They, uh, and at one point, again, one point in time, the uh, professionals, the medical professionals that she was seeing said, uh, look, there's, there's nothing we can do for you, right? Uh, there's just nothing. And she was really sick. I mean, really sick, uh, like not able to walk kind of sick. All right. And 
oh boy, you know, we're, we're thinking, this is a little crazy. You know, what are we going to do? And my grandfather, uh, I, I, I can remember this. I was actually in the hospital room when this happened. Uh, she was in a local hospital in this, in this city, this town. Um, when the doctor said, look, you know, take her home. Take her home to die because it's, there's nothing we can do for her. And uh, I was there. My mother was there. Uh, a couple of my uncles were there. My grandmother was coherent and could hear and talk and comprehend. And my grandfather was like, I'm not giving up. This is, I'm not doing this. So we're going to go to um, another place and have some second opinions done. And and thank God he did because you know, it was a positive outcome. So, uh, you know, they, they packed my grandmother up and they, she actually went in an ambulance to um, probably two and a half, three hours away from where she was to a much larger city, much larger uh, hospital and, 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 you know, better, better diagnostic equipment. Maybe I don't, I don't know, different, different, you know, knowledge backgrounds of people. And she was there and she was in bad, bad shape. And, and she went to this hospital and um, they're looking, they're looking, they're looking to figure out. And they found out that her, her kidneys had stopped working. Okay. Now we don't know if her kidneys stopped working before this round of illness that put her in the hospital or if there's been like uh, you know, a slow decline over the many years of this. But her kidney function was like nil. It wasn't there. Um, it uh, I, Again, the, the doctor's like, look, she has really, really poor, you know, it's not working. Uh, we have to do, they had to do a, like a splicing of her veins and her arteries because they're going to put her on this dialysis machine. If you're not familiar with what a dialysis machine is, just think of it as a, basically it scrubs your blood because your your kidneys don't do it anymore. And that's what your kidneys do. They, they kind of cleans your bloodstream. That's a very novice opinion of what's, what, 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 what a dialysis machine does, okay? Um, sorry. Um, but anyways, they were going to put her on this dialysis machine and they had to get this, this um, I think they call it a fishla or something, you had to have this small surgery done. It's like, uh, they did the surgery and they're like, look, you know, this surgery might kill her. You know, we don't know if she's going to come out if she's that far gone. And so she went through that and it actually worked. Okay. And as soon as they uh, got this done, okay, they're like, you know, we got to put her on this. We don't have much time. We got to get her on this dialysis, whatever it is. I, I never saw it, the machine. I don't know if it's like some room the size of your a bedroom or if it's a little tiny thing the size of a keyboard you know for your, I don't know what it was but anyways they had to put her on this I know that she had to alternate on and off you know so many hours on so many hours off so many hours on and this went on for a long time and she kept getting better and better and better um, she was probably in the hospital doing this for you know, two three months okay um, she went from the point of basically we don't know how many more hours or days she has to back to her pretty much her normal self of 10 years prior where she had very little to no pain. So, that, you know, again, the, the family's there. They're, they're at this place. We're very thankful. You know, I'm, I'm visiting her. I, I would go there often. I'd drive there often with my parents. I wouldn't drive there. I would ride with my parents uh, to this hospital. And, you know, we'd see her and, and she's getting better and better and better. <clears throat> Excuse me, and so uh, the doctors are like, we, uh, "This this shouldn't be, you know. This just just shouldn't be." She was, you know, at death's doorstep. She was right there, you know. It, it just shouldn't be. And uh, they 
they said, well, if nothing else, she's going to have to have dialysis every other day the rest of her life. You might want to consider buying one of these machines uh, so you can have it in your home. And uh, I know the family looked into it. Uh, the insurance policies at that time didn't cover any of that type of stuff. Uh, the local place to get dialysis was where she was. That was the closest place to have it done uh, back then. And so it would be a couple hour drive every other day to have this done. Um, so they did. They said, Look, you know, that's what keeps you alive. That's what's going to keep you alive. So you know, she would go every other day. She would go, and then pretty soon the, the doctors, you know, examined her and said, "Look, you're doing really well. well. Let's go to once a week, right?" So they went to once a week, and again she progressed really well. And they said, like, "Let's let's go once a month," right? And they went to once a month, and, and pretty soon the doctors were like, "Look, well, we don't know what's going on, but your kidneys are fully functional." You don't need to ever be on a dialysis machine the rest of your life. You know, that was kind of strange. It's like, you know, what, what's this all about? You told us that she was going to die, basically. Uh, you know, three months ago, she was going to die. And, and now she's back to full recovery and being herself. And you don't have to be hooking her up to this machine. So, a miracle, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. That's the way we see it. Uh, our family, we. It, there was something... Really, really strange, though. My grandmother, she was a religious person. Uh, she wasn't religious in the fact that she went to church every Sunday or every Wednesday and Sunday or anything like that, or a prayer group or anything, but she was she was a religious person. You know, she, be, she believed in uh, a greater being. One time, after she's well at home, you know, one time she said, I know why I'm alive. And, you know, we're like, well, why? How do you know, Graham, Grandma? And she's like, uh, uh, she said, we don't know exactly as a family when this happened. We believe that she did this, went through this uh, when she was, uh, before she, they had diagnosed her as having uh, kidney failure. My grandma said, my grandma was telling a story. She says, I saw the light again. What are you talking about, Grandma? You saw the light again. She said it's a real bright light, like, you know, it's a, you're looking down a train tunnel, and you, it's a bright light shining at you. My grandmother now, well, believe this or not, this is what she believed, and she lived. She said, I, I saw Jesus standing in the light, and he said, not yet. I'm like, wow, that's, whew, that's some big stuff. So, so, so I, I don't know if it was me or who might have been in the room. They're like, you know, why, why was this the second time? Right? I mean, basically, someone's telling you you're not supposed to die and, and you lived. What? How? How is this the second time? Well, my um, my my grandmother, my mother's family, um, had a brother that was. Um, you know, he was going to school one day, he was hit by a car and killed, okay? That's the short of it. Well, my grandma didn't, uh, she didn't, she didn't recover very well. This was probably in the 40s, 50s when this was going on. I don't know, don't remember. I didn't know the man, the boy. Um, but she, I guess she wouldn't sleep and she was having some mental problems and 
you know, what we would today call mental problems. Uh, back then, it was just like, you know, she's, you know, going out of her mind, going out of her head. She said, uh, I saw the light. You mean the same light you saw this past time? She said, yeah. She says, Jesus said, nope, not your time. You, uh, you know, basically turn around and live your life. Stop this stuff. And she did. Look, I don't know if it's a miracle. I don't know if there's a, a, a greater being that does this. Uh, I'm a fairly religious person. I, you know, I, I have never seen a light. I've never seen Jesus. But my grandmother, to the day she died, said she had. Now, she died of something completely unrelated to kidney failure. But uh, uh, she saw the light. This is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little something about me and my life. And remember, it's not my fault.